Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bosch. The number of clean diesel models in North America will double by 2014. Bosch Clean Diesel. Good. Clean. Fun. Bridgestone. Your journey. Our passion. Dow Automotive Systems. Improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by the 2013 Hyundai Sonata. Learn more at HyundaiSonata.com. Hello and welcome to AutoLine Daily for Friday, the 24th of August. I'm John McElroy, and here's the news. The European Auto Manufacturing Association says the European Commission's CO2 emission standard is putting too much of a burden on car makers. The 2020 CO2 standard calls for an average of only 95 grams of CO2 per kilometer. Automakers say that's going to cost over $1,800 per car to meet that target. They're also upset over a free trade agreement with South Korea and a proposal for one with Japan. They say it will lead to more South Korean cars being sold in Europe, but not more European cars being exported to South Korea. Automakers are worried the same thing will happen if a free trade agreement with Japan goes through. And you know what's kind of funny? That's what the American car makers are saying as well. Chinese automaker BYD just introduced its all-new Surui compact sedan, and it offers a really cool feature. Using the key fob, you can pull a car out of a tight parking spot. The car only has a top speed of two kilometers an hour, but it can move in any direction, and the operator has to be within 10 meters of the car. But that's not bad for a car that's priced between only $10,000 and $15,000. On our television program, Autoline This Week, my guest is Raj Nair, the head of all product development at Ford. As you may remember, Raj took over for Derek Cusack, who retired from the company earlier this year. One of the many topics we cover in the show is how and why Ford is going to be using carbon fiber in its vehicles later this decade. Clearly, as a material that's been used in racing for a long time, used in, uh, in the aerospace industry for a long time, so a lot of advantages relative to the structural strength and the form you can make into it and really providing strength in a very directional way. So there's a lot of applications in, in the, the car that would equally serve um, really uh, IP cross-car beams, um, exterior panels, structural panels. Uh, but the key is really to get the manufacturing cost down so it's viable for, for the automotive industry. Uh, paying it for it in aerospace or paying for it in racing is one thing, uh, but mass producing carbon fiber is another. So that's really the focus of our project with Dow right now. Can you give us any indication of how you're figuring out how to make it uh, affordable for the rest of us in the world, not just the military or the, the racing car people? Well, we're looking at the total manufacturing process, but certainly the materials going in and the precursor, the actual material that you make the fiber out of, is a real focus for us. And Dow brings some really great expertise in that area. So we're really excited about working with them on the project. Ford has said it's got to take out an average of 750 pounds from its vehicles. As you well know, in this industry, everyone fights over every single gram. I, I, I almost don't see how you can pull 750 pounds out of a vehicle. Well, we've got a lot of new tools available to us, um, both in the computer-aided engineering analysis tools that we have, um, some of the new materials that we're talking about, whether it's uh, new high-strength steels, boron steels, increased use of aluminum, carbon fiber, um, some other areas, uh, combining function of parts. So when we do cross-carb beams, maybe incorporating the vents into them as well. 
In that clip, I said that Ford has to reduce the weight of its vehicles by an average of 750 pounds. Actually, it's a range of 250 to 750 pounds, depending on the size of the vehicle. And we co cover a whole lot more topics in this show, including CVTs, EVs, fuel cell cars, autonomous technology, and more. And you can watch that entire show at Autoline.tv or check our homepage for a list of public television stations that also carry the show. And speaking of our shows, on Autoline After Hours last night, Al Oppenheiser, the chief engineer on the Chevrolet Camaro, took on critics who say that the car is too heavy. So if you take the styling from the tires and wheels, if you take the frontal area, which helps us win on the track, and if you take the independent rear suspension, which helps you win on the track, and uh, regular road driving, those three things, that's about 280 pounds. Huh. So if you take a Mustang versus Camaro, model by model, from a V6 all the way up to their high performance model, we're about 280 to 300 pounds difference. So the things that we get uh, negative input because we're heavy are the things that help it be number one in the segment for three straight years. <laughs> and you can watch that entire show on our website as well. The all-new Ram pickup truck is going to hit the showrooms any day now, and we're finally allowed to tell you what we know about it. That is coming up next. Clean diesel models in North America will double by 2014. Why? Higher take rates, lower cost of ownership, longer range and better fuel mileage, lower CO2 emissions. Clean diesel, good, economical, functional. Bosch, invented for life. The pickup truck segment continues to be one of the most competitive in the U.S., and the Ram is right in the middle of that race behind Chevy and Ford. In fact, the brands picked up 2.5% market share this year alone with old product, and the new one is waiting in the wings. And the big changes are under the hood and inside the cab. The 2013 Ram 1500 is standard with Chrysler's Pentastar 3.6-liter V6 and mated to a new 8-speed automatic transmission. It offers 305 horsepower to go along with 269 foot-pound of torque, and it can run on both gasoline and E85. With the 4x2, its fuel economy is 17 miles per gallon in the city and 25 on the highway. It's also available with a 5.7-liter Hemi V8, which will initially be paired with a 6-speed automatic, but later it will be available with an 8-speed automatic. That, plus cylinder deactivation and other improvements, boosts its fuel economy 10% compared to the outgoing model. But the Hemi is still just as capable, with 395 horsepower and 407 foot-pound of torque. And depending on the setup, it can tow up to 11,500 pounds, while the V6 is rated at 5,630 pounds. And rounding out the engine lineup is a 4.7-liter V8 that comes standard with the six-speed automatic. Whether you're driving in the street or in the woods, one of the big new features with the Ram is its new air ride suspension. Uh, with this system, uh, the, the versatility is you basically have um, four customer selectable uh, ride positions. Uh, for those that want to go off-road, you can basically uh, uh, activate a switch in the interior of the cabinet, cabin that takes you, uh, increases your ride height by two inches. Uh, with that two inch increase in ride height, Basically, they have best-in-class breakover angles, uh, best-in-class departure angles, best-in-class ground clearance. Um, and also, for those uh, wishing uh, a lower step-in height, you can hit an exit mode 
exit uh, entry mode. The vehicle will settle two inches below our normal ride height to uh, offer uh, ease of access to the cabin for uh, um, you know, customers and so forth. When driving above 62 miles per hour, the air suspension system will lower the truck automatically by about half an inch to improve aerodynamics in order to get better fuel economy. As I mentioned earlier, the company also focused on improving the interior. It was all about, you know, really starting with what we have. We have a great interior, uh, both actually exterior, interior and exterior likewise. But it was about starting with those and really taking them to the next level. Um, we really wanted to tack color and trim, color and materials. Um, give us, you know, improved finishes, uh, improved materials, more differentiation also between the price classes. Um, and then a big part of the interior um, reconfiguration is all of our technology upgrades. Uh, so we have our 7-inch TFT cluster, our 8.4-inch large touchscreen display, and as well, our, our big thing is our uh, Torque Flight 8 8-speed transmission needed electronic shifter. So that was one of the bigger things in terms of electronics that we had to put into the new interior. Some of the lower trim levels are a bit darker in the interior than before, so it won't show the wear and tear as easily, since these are the models most likely being used for work. But the upper trims offer lighter colors, and the Longhorn Edition uses real wood in the steering wheel, doors, and center stack for a more upscale look. The 2013 Ram will be available in 10 models and will hit dealerships in early October. For AutoLine Daily in Nashville, Tennessee, I'm Seamus McElroy. The starting price for the new Ram is $23,585. Say, do you think you could earn a fortune if you ran your own dealership? Tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, you can have your chance. The Roundabout Show is holding a special game night where you can play a game of Dungeons and Dealers with some of Roab's regulars, like Jim and Bob Hall. To play, you first have to register just visit the roundabout section of Autoline.tv to sign up and get all the info that you'll need to join in. Again, that's tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern Time at Autoline.tv. And that wraps up this week's reports. Please join us again Monday as we help you keep track of the latest developments in the global automotive industry. Wards is the industry leader for news, data, and analysis. That's why companies across the globe subscribe to our premium service, maybe even your own. Log in for subscriber access now. Check your company's intranet for details and rely on wardsauto.com to keep you informed.